0: Kyle, is he problematic? You mean Xander?
1: Yeah. Is Xander ever problematic? What do you want me to say? Lie to me?
0: No. Xander's terribly wonderful. He completely understands that Buffy isn't into him and never brings it up after she firmly tells him that. He never tries to control her or expresses any jealousy towards every single man who ever speaks to her. He always thinks calmly, rationally, and fairly about Angel, and he never acts super horny or gross towards women on the show. Liar. This week, the Buffy gays definitely are not tackling lie to me.
1: We won't be sharing our hot takes on the episode, like how Marvin, I mean Diego's outfit is patently ridiculous nor will we be sharing any trivia. We certainly are not
0: going to choose an MVP or rate the episode from one to ten stakes while Buffy
1: what's a what. And we absolutely won't discuss queer themes in the episode nor share the gayest moment while wearing pink bunny slippers. Wait, what? Actually, something just came across my desk.
0: Oh, okay, so the test confirmed that everything we just said was a lie.
1: So settle in for a totally true episode of Buffy
0: Games. Hey Zach. Hey Kyle. How's it going?
1: It's going swelltastically grand. Mm. Uh, how much better than last week would you say? <laughs> I would say equally better. <laughs> sure uh so quick disclaimer
0: (laughs) that was a joke because we are recording this episode immediately after recording our halloween episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) so
1: somebody had to go get their sideways wisdom teeth removed yes exactly so next week
0: uh weird time stuff with podcasts uh on may
2: 25th
0: what I said, who's it? <laughs> 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 On May 25th, of Wednesday, <laughs> uh, as though our audience needs to know the exact date,
1: I... <laughs> At 9.27 a.m. Just kidding, I just made it. 9.45, very close. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was I'm making it like a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm having,
0: I've am having. i already had my top, teeth, top wisdom teeth removed. Mm, cause who just needs tops, am I right? Right, who needs tops? Bottoms all the way. <laughs> uh, my dentist removed my top wisdom teeth. Because uh, they were like, I shouldn't have them, but they were fine. Zach's making this face. He's like, "Why are you talking so much about this?" <laughs> but that my came bo- from your mind, right? My bottom wisdom teeth need to be res- surgically removed because mm-hmm. one of them is just like so far in my gums, and the other one is growing in at a ninety degree angle, and I'll be happy to have them gone. But it's two days before we normally would record the podcast, so we're recording this episode a week in advance. Uh, normally, I wouldn't like really care to explain that to everyone, but email
1: in if you want Kyle to try to record after coming out of <laughs> anesthesia.
0: We'll see. Galen will probably record me a little bit when he picks me up. Oh yeah. So, uh, but just in case you DM us or you send us a review, which you still should, please, we would love it. We love hearing from you. Oh yeah. Uh, it's but the best. Uh, you, if you do that after episode six. It, we you won't hear us talk about it until episode 8 so don't get offended or anything as we just have real life stuff to do okay yeah <laughs> so yeah. i <laughs> if it was anything like my first time i probably could record 2 days later because i got my wisdom teeth removed the first time at the dentist without like being put under and went to work the next day, rehearsing oh. a Christmas program with elementary schoolers. Woof. Right, uh, and I mean it sucked, but I was fine. I probably could record a podcast if it were like that, but this time they're being like surgically removed. I'm being put under. They're like, uh, it's a little bit different. So I we just wanted to be cautious. And th- thank you for sitting through my explanation about my personal <laughs> <laughs> dental uh, care. <laughs> 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 anyway <laughs> so we're recording this episode this directly after podcast, halloween yes i yes. hope you liked Not halloween it podcast. was so fun to record thank it was you a blast. so much paul yes for coming and guesting with what us. What a wonderful guest he it was, was so great so much fucking fun i love talking to paul mm-hmm. i've only talked to him twice it's awesome I love it. Go listen to Scared Gay, please. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And I know you're listening to this podcast. I know you love a slightly antagonistic tone between your hosts. (laughs) (laughs) And they have that in spades. It's so fun. Uh so go check out Scared Gay please. We're going to be on Scared Gay in a little while sometime in the in next the few near months. Future, yeah. Yes. Uh we're going to uh be tapping into our 90s nostalgia and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so go check out Scared Gay. It's awesome. Thank you so much Paul. I know he listens so I'm going to say thank you again because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. I feel like thanking him several times.
1: Thank you several times. Yes.
0: Uh, all right. Zach, do you have any trivia about
1: Lie to Me? Why I sure do. Uh so <laughs> I got some of these from my MDB, so I just thought they were kinda of funny. Stunt supervisor Jeff Pruitt uh says that uh Lie to Me was his favorite episode, at least through season five. Oh or, interesting. Sorry, he was the stunt uh person or stunt s- supervisor for season one through five.
0: Oh cool Yeah
1: And so he loves that Also one of the stunt people Plays uh, a vampire In this And oh. a makeup person Uh,
0: So <gasps> Wait a makeup person Plays a vampire? Yeah he's the one that <gasps> Is it the fabulous Blonde vampire? I hope it is No that's the stunt woman <gasps> <gasps> That's so cool Is that Buffy's stunt woman? I think so <gasps> That's so fucking cool. I yes. love her. I because I wrote in my notes for this episode that the blonde vampire who Ford does not kill is so fabulous.
1: Mm. Oh my god, I love that. I believe that is her. And so any hoozle, moving on. This is also our first encounter with Sean Terrell. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a mushroom. Uh anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay,
0: <laughs> I thought you were saying Sean uh-huh. Terrell. Like, that's a drag name. That's a drag king name. Sure. Oh my fucking god! Yes, Sean Terrell, the yes, woman. For, yes.
1: Uh huh. Is that her <laughs> real name? We'll see. It's her name in this episode. So, uh, also my last little bit of trivia before the peppered in bits is. Uh, Jason Baer, who plays Ford, would later go on to film The Grudge with Sarah Michelle Gellar in Ooh, 2004. Neat. So reunited and it feels so good back <laughs> in 2004. That's your last trivia? Uh, yeah, that's not built into the episode.
0: Awesome. Uh, I don't think you mentioned that Joss Whedon directed oh, this episode. Oh, I sure
1: did skip that whole little bit, didn't I? That's fine. Right, hold on, I'm going to go back and do it. So okay I yeah I just jumped right into the trivia and didn't do <laughs> that's fine. We shouldn't have started drinking on the first recording session. That's nah, uh, fine. Anyway, it gives <laughs> so it gives us character. Let she gave it a character. Let me just get, she, she did what she did best. She gave it a character. <laughs> All right, let me uh, just have a little sip of goes and we'll come on. This is not an ASMR podcast, so you won't hear that. All right, so lie to me. <laughs> the seventh episode of season two first aired on Monday, November third, nineteen ninety seven. It was directed by Joss Whedon. Whedon also wrote the episode along with Rob. I'm I'm going to say this the French way, Des Hôtels. Oh. And I don't know if it's Spanish or French. I didn't see.
0: I was looking at the writer and I didn't see Rob
1: credited. And Dean Batali. Gotcha. Uh, this is Whedon's third time in the director's seat for the series following Prophecy Girl in season one. And the opening episode of the season, When She Was Bad. Uh,
0: Did he not direct The Harvest? Did he just write it?
1: No. Okay. (laughs) No, The Harvest was directed by Bruce Seth Green. I think it was Bruce Seth Green. Hmm. Maybe. I don't remember. I don't have my little doc open. (laughs) It's fine. With who directed what. (laughs) I don't know why I'm being so Southern all of a sudden. All right. So let's get into it. It's time.
0: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before the detailed episode discussion, Mm? you know, I usually do the writer. Uh, You've been doing it, but I did have something to say. Mm. (laughs) So both directing and writing, this is the first non-premiere or finale that Joss Whedon has directed or written. Mm. I I consider The Harvest to be a premiere episode. Uh Uh-huh, that's fair. He did Welcome to the Hellmouth, the harvest he, he wrote the
1: wrote those right
0: yeah he wrote those both he wrote a uh, prophecy girl he wrote uh-huh. when she was bad and then he wrote this episode all
1: right nice so were you we ready to move on let's do yes. it okay let's move <laughs> on to i totally waited for your answer <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's time to move on to the segment where we deep dive into the episode and share our thoughts do not worry if you have not seen the entire series we will not spoil anything beyond this point. Um, although, if you are the person who is watching this for the first time with us, please, for the love of God, email us or message us. I want to please wanna know. Yes. Um, but anyway, we'll only be discussing up to this episode. And if we allude to anything that happens later, we will do it in the cheekiest, most discreet foreshadowing. Yes, absolutely. The most discreet. <laughs> Discretion <laughs> is our middle name. Yes. Zach,
0: what did you think of Lie to Me? You know... It's pretty good,
1: yeah. I enjoyed it. I remember, like, I remember the first time watching this, and just being like, "Oh my god, Ford is so fucking hot!" Like, okay, <laughs> not not in his actions, yeah, physically. All right, um, but yeah. And now looking back at him, he like, is nineties boy band. He is nineties. I literally wrote that down. It <laughs> <laughs> is. Yes. Anyway, we're gonna get that to that later, uh-huh. but yeah. I overall, it's. I think it's a decent episode. I really enjoyed it. I really you? liked
0: this episode. And like I said last week uh, or earlier today, <laughs> depending on whether you are us or mm-hmm. our audience. <laughs> I uh I just feel like we're in we're watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer now. Mm. Yes. Like when she was bad and school hard, we're good. Mm. The other episodes were decent or uh, one of them has been bad. I would say Inca Mummy Girl was just bad. <laughs> uh, and they've been Buffy-ish, but they've been like, they've been building up to this.
1: We said this in the last episode. The show began with Halloween. Like, yeah, it really like, it, you know, it had been going on obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's like this is Buffy. Uh huh. Like, we got we got tastes.
0: Itself. We got tastes of what Buffy is in Welcome to the Hellmouth in an Angel, in Nightmares, and Prophecy Girl, in When She Was Bad, in yeah. School Hard, and then in Halloween, it was Buffy. And right. it is it is continuing to be Buffy. And it's so, I'm just so happy. It's,
2: because, mm-hmm. like... Yeah,
1: this is, like, kind of the golden age of the show. Like, uh-huh. this, is, this, and, like, it continues for a while, like, where it's, like this is the show and i wasn't expecting to feel this way until the second half of season mm-hmm. 2 but we're here oh the, yeah the ramp up has begun
0: it, it's just so good i am so happy we've gotten here and it's just, it's just makes me all warm and fuzzy cuz mm-hmm. like like i started watching in seasons after they'd really established like a tone and like a mm. formula and a breaking of the formula for the show and I didn't know how long it was going to take before that happened because I'm not as familiar with the first few seasons. Right. So I'm just so excited. Let's do it. Yes! Let's get into <laughs> the light of me. Oh gosh, I don't know what just came out of me. So <laughs> we open on a, a little playground merry-go-round slowly turning. <laughs> I watched, uh, my mom lo- really loves this show on Hulu It's on Hulu. I don't think it's just a Hulu like original Mm -hmm. called Zach's. Like, why the fuck are you talking about this? It's called 911. It's like about first responders. It's a Ryan Murphy show. Oh. Infamous creator, just like Joss Whedon. Not to be confused with Rescue (laughs) 911. Yes, no, it's just called 911. And uh, in one of these episodes, it opens up with a man on a merry go round, and there's this like YouTuber filming them and they like do something to make it so the merry-go-round keeps turning and the people inertia. who are f- what? inertia sure <laughs> and whoever's videoing it leaves and then uh the first responders come at some point and the guy's eyes are like popping out of his head cuz he's been spinning on this merry-go-round so long mm. <laughs> that's That's what, it made me think of that. All right. Not that that's relevant. We also see a swing set swaying in the wind, and there's this...
1: Zach thinks my colorful descriptions I, are ridiculous. I, I just think it's funny that we've been talking for like five minutes and you described like the first two seconds. Leave of me the, the shot. fuck
0: alone. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a kid in a jungle gym and we see Drusilla there. Mm-hmm. And she asks the kid, are you lost? He's talking about, Oh, his mom's supposed to be picking his up, mm-hmm. picking his up. His mom's supposed to be picking him up. And Drusilla asks if he wants her to walk him home. Uh, and that's when she starts to sing a song her mother used to sing her run and catch the lamp is oh no nope, not the lamp <laughs> i wrote lamp in my in the, my uh, my notes autocorrected to lamp cuz i accidentally spelled it wrong <laughs> Zach can't handle what's happening right now <laughs> she says she sings run and catch the lamb is caught in the blackberry patch and she tells him her mom's mom sang that and she says, "What will your mummy sing when they find your body?" And
1: this kid, this kid absolutely does not fucking get what's happening. <laughs> She's <laughs> right. like, "What will they sing when you they find your body?" And, and then he's like, just like, "I'm not supposed to talk to strangers."
0: And she oh, he says, "My mom said I'm not supposed to talk to people." And then she says, "I'm not a person."
1: So, anyway, a few things to say about this. First of all, this part with the kid is really sad. I'm like, it's
0: fucking creepy, well, uh, but also
1: really sad. Like his uh-huh. mom just like left him at the park. Yeah, where it's the fuck is his mom? Very dark. Uh huh. And he's like, she runs late. And I'm like, jeez. Okay. Anyway, why is the jungle gym lit from uh, from beneath? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drusilla's manicure is still immaculate. Yes, with the black with the white tips. Uh, the kid is just not getting it. She's like. I want to murder you and string your insides all over the place. And he's like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, to quote uh, my favorite murder, fuck politeness. Like, this kid should be running right now. Also, like, right. first of all, if I was a kid and I was stuck in a park at night, which would never have happened because my mom loved me, uh, <laughs> I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow anyway, <laughs>
1: just kidding just kidding i'm being flippant everybody sorry <laughs> yeah. that you, Sorry to our viewers whose mothers didn't love them uh, <laughs> oh, <no. and laughs> just kidding we're, we're cutting all this out this is gonna be in the boom. no place.
0: i'm not cutting
1: this out anyway we don't have viewers anyway we're a podcast listeners yeah whoever oh, okay. you are <laughs> uh so anyway it's just ridiculous if i had been a kid in the park first of all at night and like literally anything happened i would have run away i didn't play outside so i wouldn't have been in a park anyway but like literally anything and if a person approached me i would have run
0: if a person approaches me now i would run <laughs> yes <but laughs> any, no. at any time of i the day. just would have been
1: like ah and ran away so anyway we get you know angel and drusilla and they have this whole moment with their past buffy yes. is just randomly walking She's on, on a roof. rooftop <laughs> and then um let's see uh oh and drusilla tells her angel that his heart stinks of her yes i liked that line me too uh and, and
0: buffy sees drusilla like rubbing angel's chest mm-hmm. and then drusilla says something like
1: Poor little thing. She has no idea what's in store.
0: Yes, Angel says it's gotta end, and she says this is just the
1: beginning. Mm-hmm. Interesting dialogue from Drusilla. Oh, really? Oh, you don't know? I maybe
0: have an idea. I'm not sure. Mm I'm just, just so excited <laughs> to watch this. Well, season. if you don't know now,
1: you you would you will soon. I'm pretty. I don't know. I just want to show you this scene again in like a few episodes and you're going to be like, <gasps> wow. Anyway, I'm so excited. So, so this opening, foreshadowing everybody, this
0: opening is so fucking creepy. It is really, cre- Juliet
1: Landau. Oh my fucking God. She's so good. She's amazing. So she just n- destroys the performance. So it's, good. She, it's
0: so good. And I mean, uh, th- the kid is pretty good too. She, sure <laughs> i just wanted to say like she is great she steals the scene but like you know this is a nice little child actor i wonder what he's up to nowadays all right anyway <laughs> i just want to give he's, yeah, he yeah, worked really hard on you this you <laughs> d-
1: you're doing great sweetie so like and
0: also i wanted to know this is the first time buffy has seen drusilla
1: Right, and so, and it looks from her angle like they're being very intimate. Yes. And uh, I really think it's funny how the lighting is different between the shots. Uh huh. Like when it's a tight shot of them or like a medium kind of shot where you can see a close-up on Angel and Drusilla, mm-hmm. it's lit from below, right? Yes. Like that vampire lighting that we like so much in this season. Yeah. And then when Buffy is looking at him, it's just normal lighting. <laughs> yes. Which I think is really funny, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it cuts back and forth. So anyway, uh, moving on to Jenny's secret. Yes, Jenny has a secret,
0: mm-hmm. and it's where she and Giles are going this evening. This
1: is Jenny's secret.
0: This is the first time we've seen Jenny since yes, yeah, uh, some while. Uh, what what the fuck was it called? Some assembly required. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's so nice to see Jenny. Uh, I th- I thought we were going to see her more often after the first two episodes, but she hasn't been here for a while, and, and, and
1: she's. Taking him on a secret date night.
0: Yes. I think it's weird that she wasn't in school hard. Because Mm. that was literally about parent-teacher night. And she is a teacher at the school.
1: She was? Wasn't she? No, she wasn't
0: in school hard.
1: Yeah, her and Giles are trapped in the library together.
0: (gasps) Never mind. Uh (laughs) Nice try, Kyle. Uh it's the first time we've seen her since school hard. <laughs> uh it's been it's been a few ep- a, a few episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. So anyway, Jenny's back. Uh she's taking Giles somewhere. It's a secret <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Well, I
0: understand that. Be- well, cuz if she told him where she was going to bring him, then he would not he would just not go.
1: Would you agree to go on a date and you didn't know where it was?
0: If I tr- trusted the person, Okay, which, which this episode's
1: about trust, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and, like, yeah, I, I know you noted this mm-hmm. in, I think, Prophecy Girl. She was like, oh, you, you're you going to have to trust me or something like that.
1: Yeah, she was like, Giles, how do you enter the circle? And Giles was like, with perfect tr- love and perfect trust. <laughs> yes. If you know, you know. If
0: you know, you know. That's not a quote from this show. Nope. Uh, so, like, Giles is trusting Jenny to bring him to this mystery date. Uh, so uh, Buffy shows up just as Jenny is leaving, and uh, Giles asks her about patrolling last night. She says nothing vampiry happening. This is the beginning of the lie counter for this episode. Mm. So you know, obviously, this episode is called "Lie to Me," so I decided we should do a lie counter. Buffy says nothing vamp vampiry happened last night, but she saw Angel talking to Drusilla. Now she doesn't know Drusilla's a vampire yet. But she does know Angel's a vampire. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And that's something vampire y so lie counter
0: number one.
1: Yes. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start a little document here so I can track uh, I tracked it on mine but we got different numbers because he yes. started here and I mm-hmm. didn't. All right, so something vampire-y, number one.
0: So Giles is talking about how he's been researching about Spike. He doesn't know why Spike is in Sunnydale, and then he notices that Buffy's glum, and uh, he glum. suggests, yes, <laughs> he suggests that she take the night off and she spends some time with Angel. I
1: that Giles is really like tuned into Buffy's feelings. Yeah, he's it's He's very nice. like considerate. He's like, "You seem sad. Have a night off."
0: Yeah, and, uh, and Buffy says, I don't know, he might have other plans. Uh, lie counter number two, when oh. when Giles says Buffy looks glum, Buffy says she's fine. She's not fine. She's not fine this entire episode because it's a Joss Whedon episode. <laughs> Joss Whedon does not want Buffy to ever be happy. And when he's credited as the writer for an episode, Buffy is not happy.
1: <laughs> wow. It's because she re- rejected his avatar.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <All> <laughs> because right. because the, the fans want her to be with Angel so and then, not with Xander.
1: So then we pa- we skip to passing oh, notes. Oh, sorry. In history.
0: Before we move on, I just want to say this one quote. Uh, Giles says, how will I know what to wear? Because he doesn't know mm-hmm. where, they're going, where they're going tonight. And Jenny says, do you own anything else? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny.
1: And now we go to passing notes in history class. They're yes. talking about... Louis the Sixteenth, yes, which is interesting.
0: Is that thematically important?
1: I it didn't just occur to me now to until now to think about. Is it. Is he the
0: one everyone thinks is gay?
1: I don't. He's the one that got beheaded with Marie Antoinette.
0: I know there's a Louis who everyone thinks is gay. Mm. Maybe it's the same one that would fit in with the
1: lying. I mean, like they're deception f- thing. They're French, so like. <laughs> are you saying all French people are gay? Doesn't everybody kind of assume that? I feel like that's perhaps. Like, I just feel like conservative love. Conservative people love like shitting on French people, right? Just that's very true. rude. What I've
0: just I feel I don't think it's a conservative thing. I think it's just like an American thing. I guess super. It's rude. like a stereotype thing. Uh, so Cordelia in this history class is really relating to Marie Antoinette, and she says she worked hard to look that good. She says the peasant, yeah, whatever. The peasants were depressed, I, and Zander's Xander like they were oppressed. oppressed. Yes, and she's like whatever. They weren't happy, but Marie Antoinette was going to let them have cake. And the notes that Willow and Buffy are passing in the scene, Willow asks, do you know who she is? And Buffy says, dark hair, old dress, pretty Pretty. underlined. Yes. Uh, And Willow asks if she's a vampire and Buffy's like, I don't know. And I just want to do a little plug here for one of my favorite podcasts particularly because the, okay. So this podcast is called you're wrong about, Mm -hmm. and it's called, it's about misconceptions society has about, you know, different things like things in history, figures in history, people, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Part of the reason I want to plug this podcast is because Sarah Marshall, who is the current main host of the podcast, because her former co-host about her (laughs) forgetting Sarah Marshall. yeah. Yeah. Uh, her former co-host like moved on to do some other things. He's doing some other great podcasts. Uh, She said something in some, it was either you're wrong about, or another podcast she has about movies called you are good. She said that she thinks everyone should have a podcast. Mm. And that was part of the reason I decided to ask you to do a podcast with me. So yeah, it feels very important to me to mention this. Mm. Uh, So they have a whole episode on you're wrong about, about Marie Antoinette and how she wasn't like this vapid, like, like up in the clouds figure. Like everyone seems to think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all know the let them eat cake thing isn't real, Mm -hmm. but there was more things about them. Like Marie Antoinette isn't French. Like she was German or something or Austrian Mm -hmm. and she like married into the French monarchy or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, she's like, unfairly maligned like every single woman in history yeah so you should listen to that episode because it's super interesting she does it with uh another podcast host who uh hosts some other podcasts um, and one of them is about history anyway it's really cool Mm -hmm. and i love it and i had so much respect for marie antoinette after listening to it nice so uh just you know but i I do love that Cordelia is defending Marie of course, Antoinette.
1: Well it's so funny that she would relate to her. Yes, exactly. Especially I, with like the pop culture history uh-huh. idea of Mar- Marie Antoinette. Yes, I love it. I
0: also love this is the second time I can think of where Cordelia is involved in like a classroom scene where she's sho- like she under she has read the stuff she's supposed to read she mm-hmm. like understands what they're supposed to be talking about and she has this interesting point of view yeah she that's has a kind of uh, perspective about it yes yeah, like a little it's like a little vapid but like she's clearly
1: very smart and she like understands it a little bit yeah cordelia kind of does this thing a lot of the times that i feel like i do a lot where you try to relate what you're learning about or what you're reading to your personal yeah. life. yeah and she channels, like, things through that. You know, hello,
0: this whole podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> as uh, as people on my mm-hmm. first What's Gay mm-hmm. About Buffy the Vampire Slayer, TikTok said, The only thing gay about Buffy is these specific characters. But...
1: And that's a direct quote. That is a direct quote. <laughs> but... And that is... But Benal we fluffer 97. But we
0: find other gay things and they're valid. So we cut to outside the classroom in the hallway. Uh Willow and Buffy are talking about what they were passing notes about. And Xander's like, Who are we talking about? And Buffy says, No one. Lie counter number three. Oh, damn. And, you counted so many more lies. <laughs> right. And Willow's like, Angel and a girl. And Xander is happy because he thinks Angel's doing something
1: wrong. I wrote, of course, Angel's happy. Angel might be cheating. Exactly. I say Angel both times. Yes, Xander's happy. Of Angel course, course might be Xander's cheating. happy. Angel might be cheating. And Xander's like, a
0: dance party. The bronze might cheer you up. And he's like, oh. And, and Buffy's clearly not into it. he says, a calm dance party? A moping party? Or <laughs> something like that. And that's when Buffy's old friend from Hemery in L.A., ford shows up and she's very excited to see him uh he says he's finishing his senior year here Wait,
1: first hold on you skipped over the weirdest part oh go he ahead he said you could try a box of oreos dumped dunked in apple juice but she might be over that by now or something <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> yes. i was like for, i remember hearing oreos and i didn't realize until i rewatched it just a, the, this last time he says a box and i was like she used to eat oreos by the box man
0: <laughs> who hasn't that's impressive right uh so he says uh his dad got transferred and so he's here for his senior year that well, is a lie yes lie counter number
1: three. First, First of all of he we'll said he actually he said he was matriculating that's a lie
0: yeah i lumped that in with uh well, him just saying why he's here
1: well but he's saying he goes to school there which he doesn't yes exactly and then he said he's going there because his dad transferred and that's a different lie
0: Mm. Okay. I'm counting them as the same lie. I'm he's just explaining is, why he's there.
1: I'm counting them as two different lies. I don't care what you say.
0: Okay, lie counter three for me. Three and four for Zach.
1: I'm on five. What are you talking about? What? Something vampiry. She says she's playing with. She's not. Oh, Ford she lies w- w- about why he's no here. That's number
0: Matriculating four. Matriculating
1: is four. Transferred number five.
0: God. Okay. I'll just go with Zach and say five. Just so Good. we're not doing this the whole fucking episode. <laughs> that's the correct timeline. Sure. Those are two different lies. So we hear about how Ford was Buffy's fifth grade crush.
1: Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, she was too young for me. They really I was throw out a lot grade. of backstory in like two sentences. Really? really? Like, <laughs> exactly. We o- Duh, we only went to school together for seven years. <laughs> she doesn't really <laughs> right. say it like that, but that's how uh-huh. I heard it. Apparently
0: she moped for months when he didn't want to go out with her when he was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And she, was lis- she listened to I Touch Myself so much because of it. And so she's like, I didn't know know what that song was about
1: so uh i have this piece of trivia i got for my mdb when buffy uh was talking about uh i touched myself by divinals yes um and also until i reviewed this for this podcast i had forgotten or just didn't know that the band that did that song was called divinals yeah right and uh that same band uh provides a lot of the music for the buffy the vampire slayer movie
0: oh very neat
1: uh-huh
0: so Buffy invites Ford to the Bronze tonight. Xander is not into it, and so she ends. She brings Ford to the principal's office or something. And Willow and Xander talk. Xander is wearing very interesting pants. They're like a oh, yeah? check
1: plaid kind of pattern, and they're brown. Mm.
0: I've always wanted to like have some cool pants. Like I only These have jeans cool. and slacks.
1: I don't. I don't even care. I want. I want to have interesting pants. Okay. Well, they're interesting. So you I could have some brown plaid check <laughs> pants <laughs> yes. as uh, as, Magnolia Crawford once said on Drag Race. There's sure. only so much you can do with red and white.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. So uh, Xander is like, wow, another guy. She, he says, geez, doesn't, doesn't she, she know, know any fat guys? guys? First of all, this just confirms that every. First of all, fuck you, Xander. Exactly, and this confirms that every single guy who like is around Buffy, Xander sees as competition for him, even though he knows Buffy d- is not into him that way. Second, I was surprised that my feelings were hurt by that comment. He said that, and I was like,
1: mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, that's not the first time a comment has hurt me on this uh, episode or on this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the first time was the comment about hairy backs, which I have a hairy back. And you uh-huh. know what? The hair grows out of my goddamn back. I don't ask it to do that.
0: There's nothing you can do about it. And I, w- I was just like, "Oh, so like the the people who wrote this episode don't give a shit about the fat boys who are watching it and aren't seen as competition by fucking assholes like Xander Harris, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Joss Whedon. Yes, exactly. So I really didn't appreciate that. It hurt my feelings. Yeah, very rude. Not a fan. <laughs> and then Willow, Willow's, like, not paying attention. And then she says, oh, that's, that's what, what that song, song is about? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Willow, for bringing uh, me out of that. That was great. I loved it. So we cut to the bronze. Willow, Xander, and Ford are p- playing pool as Buffy comes in. They were all there before her and uh, willow's like oh he was telling us about the ninth grade beauty contest and the swimsuit portion of it which i was like what that's so weird right yeah <laughs> i don't understand
1: i mean we the school i taught at did have like high school age beauty contests uh-huh. i don't know what the like youngest i mean but yeah. like yeah you, it's it, it made me immediately think about like Jean Benet Ramsey or something. Exactly. It's very creepy. Because
0: my high school had like a pageant Mr. and Mrs. BHS which I was second runner up in Uh-oh. for Mr. BHS. You hottie. Yeah, thanks. I just had a really good interview. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was no swimsuit portion because there shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. Should for I high schoolers. A swimsuit portion for children. And she was a great what the fuck anyway so uh Buffy's embarrassed of it she's like I if you tell people I'm gonna have to kill them
1: (laughs) no she says the more people you tell the more people I have to kill yes exactly
0: and uh, Ford is like oh I know all of your secrets Xander says care to take a wager on that which is very funny considering what's going to happen very soon
1: did you notice Willow's shirt?
0: It was it the one with like the face yes, print on it. It was like red and gray. <laughs> I liked it. It was kind of red cool. and black mm-hmm. faces. Yeah, it was like
1: just a constant repeated pattern of uh-huh. the faces. That was really interesting. It yeah.
0: was neat. Uh, so Buffy ends up going. She she goes to get a soda.
1: And she walks up to this bakery
0: case thing. So we have confirmed mm-hmm. that there is some kind of like bakery. Well, or I mean, something we've the seen
1: bronze. them have muffins and. Donuts and
0: yes, I'd never expected to see a literal bakery case like this, though. (laughs) Where do you think the muffins came from? I was so surprised. I don't
1: know, they don't care. I think they came from (laughs) their butts, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's not where muffins come from, Kyle. (laughs) Are are you sure? Muffins don't come from butts. Hmm. I beg to differ. (laughs) Anyway,
2: (laughs)
0: I'm never letting you get me a muffin again. Oh, dear. Buffy bumps into Angel at this bakery case. And the others are looking on, and Ford's like, oh, he's not in school with you guys, right? He looks older than her. And Xander's like, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Which was
1: actually, like, it was Xander being shitty, but also it was funny. Yes,
0: he does a lot of, like, shitty, funny mm-hmm. things in this scene. And uh, Buffy asks Angel what he did last night, and Angel says he stayed in and read a book, Lie Counter number six. Uh, so... Uh Buffy like just leaves him there. She doesn't oh, even Oh wait, hold on.
1: So she asks him what he did and he says nothing and she's like No, she said what did you do last night? And he's like nothing. And she's like nothing at all. You ceased to exist.
2: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so funny. <laughs>
1: yes. So she leaves uh and Angel like follows her. Also Angel's shirt is very interesting. It's like of like velvet of velour material oh and it's got like a brown herringbone pattern it's oh. very strange interesting very Gosh. interesting.
0: i need to i'm i'm so entranced in taking notes about the plot mm-hmm. i wasn't paying attention to the outfits
1: oh man i forgot to talk about how ford was 90s hot with his earring and his kind of boy band oh let's outfit. do it right
0: now it, he also has the fucking he has 10 pounds of product in his hair like oh, slicking yeah. it back yeah yeah and he has the... he said like
1: got the butt cut, doesn't he? Isn't it parted like in the middle and like kind of curls in the front? Maybe a little...
2: Uh,
1: I'm not sure. Florida? No? Okay. I that. thought it was just completely slicked back. And no,
2: it's like it's all spike sli- It's definitely not slicked. Oh, back. it looks like no. kind of
0: spiky.
1: No. What? You're incorrect. We're not... It's we like not hanging t- down on his forehead. Well,
0: maybe on his forehead, but the rest, he has more hair than just it's what's near his it's forehead. It's not spiked up. You are anyway, he has tons of product in his he hair. He has lots of product, for sure. He has, <laughs> he has like a diamond-looking stud in his left ear, because that's if it were in his right ear in the 90s, he would be gay.
1: It's like a silver ring. <laughs> it is,
0: looks shiny. <laughs> that's oh, okay. That's, I, that's why I said diamond-ish. <laughs> it, uh, okay. God, I I didn't think we were gonna have
1: <laughs> we were gonna clash this much on describing Ford. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. You're like, and he was wearing a uh, solid gold and platinum.
0: No, I didn't. I said diamond
1: uh, ish. With, uh, and he had a mohawk.
0: Listen, you're the one. <laughs> you're the one in <laughs> the wrong here.
1: <laughs> Fuck you. I just I'm just doing I'm just doing a thing where you're, I'm being hyperbolic.
0: Wow. <laughs> so anyway. Even
1: though you are been incorrect about everything so far, that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> past the hat. Uh, so they go back. Angel follows Buffy. Angel shakes Ford's hand. He's like, oh, his hands are cold. And Xander's Xander like, says, you're not wrong. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so funny.
0: And oh. they're like, uh, oh, Ford's not visiting. He's here to stay. Willow asks if Angel wants to play pool. And Buffy's like, oh, it's crowded. Uh, Ford, do you want to go on a walk? And... <laughs> It's just, I don't know. This is like, this is a theme in this show of people like completely communicating in the worst way. Cause mm-hmm. she's like,
1: cause if she directly asked
0: him, she then, should just ask Angel what he was doing. They'd have to come up with
1: something else to fill the time.
0: Exactly. But I mean, it makes sense. Like she's immature. She's I a mean, teenager.
1: I, in a way, but she's he not did, great
0: at communicating.
1: He did lie to her face.
0: That is true. He did lie to her. She did ask I what mean, he was doing.
1: She could have directly asked him. That's true. So, you know, that's but right. But she roundabout asked him, and he did lie about and it. And so
0: it, make, it does make sense to me that she's mad. And, like, I don't know if she's trying to make him jealous or if she's just trying to get away.
1: I mean, in a way, it's kind of unfair to, like, test people like that. <laughs> right. Ex- but it's also not cool to lie. But,
0: I mean, yeah, exactly. If you ask someone what they were doing last night, mm-hmm. I mean, they shouldn't... Compl- I, there's a reason Angel lies to her, but, like... It, he should like say oh we should talk about this or something like that you know it's part of the and another theme of this episode is like you know gray areas and like growing up and should we know the truth should we not know mm-hmm. the truth and it's you know it's the whole thing about the episode and part of the reason it feels frustrating is not because it's bad writing but it's mm-hmm. because like it feels real and mm-hmm. like we recognize that we experience these own thing, these things in our own lives sometimes. Right. And even like, though for some,
1: well, I, I think for some people it is real that they wouldn't directly ask.
0: Exactly. Me. Yeah. And from the outside looking in, we're like, why the fuck don't you just say something about this? But if we were actually presented with this situation, like what would we actually do?
1: Yeah. I like to think I would just kind of straight up be like, but <laughs> right." I don't know for sure that I would. Though.
0: I like to think that, but I don't know if I would, I'm not very confrontational. Mm. Uh so sh- she leaves uh, with Ford. Xander says w- once more with tension. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, yes, very funny. Uh and uh, Willow's like, "Angel, we could still play." <laughs> and then Angel's gone, which is so sad. He should ha- he should hang out with them.
1: Well, cuz but Xander said something shitty to him, but I did not know. Yeah. And then she says, see, you made him do that thing where he's gone. Dude, that's
0: so funny. Willow I love really it. Willow
1: really wanted Angel to play pool with him. Uh-huh. Did I she say last? Asked- asked- Go ahead. Willow really wanted Angel to play pool with him. She asked him twice.
0: It was so cute. Oh, and it's like, it was kind of like she felt like he was more of her friend after last
1: episode. Or no, sorry. Never mind. That happens in this episode. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, but I think to me, I took it as like she's trying to include him because she knows he's important to Buffy.
0: Uh-huh, it's so cute. Uh, we it's already just said like, I
1: ascribe every great cat or great uh, attribute to Willow. Yes. Un- unfairly, because
0: I mean, I she, is, so she is. She uh, is. She has done nothing wrong or morally great yet. <laughs> so. <laughs> yet.
2: <laughs>
0: so we said like counter six, right? Uh, Angel said he stayed stayed in last night. Okay. So we see Buffy and Ford walking outside. He's like, Oh, was that your boyfriend? She says, no. Yeah, maybe. And Buffy hears something. She hears like a girl like whimpering or something. And she's like, Oh, I left my purse in the bronze. Go get it. And she runs away. That's line number seven. Yeah. Line number seven. Uh, And so Buffy goes, we hear crashing. We see a woman running away and like yelling. Mm-hmm. and ford starts to walk back toward where buffy went
1: something <laughs> about this him walking towards the camera by himself made me really notice how enormous his sweater is oh yeah so big. <laughs> nice he like, sees oh, go he's ahead. obviously kind of like i mean he might be muscular we can't we we there's no way of knowing uh-huh uh but i he is not nearly as big as his clothes are there's no yes way.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh he also sees her he sees a th- trash can like fly into a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he like goes into this part of the alley and he sees Buffy fighting the vampires and sees her dust one <laughs> and he asks her what's happening. She's like, there was a cat and and another cat and they were fighting and then they left. And he says, "Oh, I just thought you were slaying a vampire." And she says, "What? wedding a what
1: that was so, so good funny. i loved it so fighting cats is line number eight yes
0: line number eight was a cat and another cat fighting <laughs> what wedding a what <laughs> i loved it such great writing. he says he was trying to figure out when to tell her that he knew she was the slayer uh so we cut to buffy who's on the phone with willow and i want to know
1: wait how does he know this
0: well, Buffy, like, waves They did it go a- to school together. Buffy waves it off later, and she says that he found out right before she
1: left Temery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They went to school together. Uh-huh. And so I guess he could have seen something go down. Yeah, something like that. But, I don't know, it's just really weird that he knows that she's yeah. a Slayer. it's uh, not too unbelievable for me. I mean, that he knows specifically what the Slayer is. I yeah, know. right. It's interesting, because it's supposed to be a secret. I mean, there are... There
0: are cult books all over the fucking place, apparently. So so I'm in (laughs) school libraries. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, and I mean, if Buffy had a watcher at her old school, then, you know, maybe he had a collection in the library there. So Buffy's on the phone with Willow. Uh, They just talk about how Ford knows and Buffy's like, yeah, it's nice. I don't have to worry about him figuring it out. Uh, I don't know if you can hear Zach clicking his office chair arms into place but just in case i'll leave this in to apologize to you <laughs> it's probably fine we'll see so
1: i like how it's this is like one of those really 90s things where you have like people talking on the phone uh-huh i love because it because the only way it would have been more 90s is if it did the split screen thing yes <laughs> uh but yeah i really loved willow's she's got all these stuffed animals on her bed and she's got her little pink bunny slippers that are mm-hmm. very dirty on the bottom yes funny. i love it so it's kind of it was real you know and uh-huh. then buffy is buffy was sitting on the kitchen counter having this conversation which i thought was funny <laughs> uh-huh, I, agree. I was like when did she get that shelf in her room <laughs> oh this isn't her room this is the kitchen
2: <laughs> uh, yes
0: very funny uh we then cut to ford he's in a dark alley he knocks on this big metal door and which someone someone lets him is in. casually welding Yes. Well, no, th- that's a different door. So he goes uh, in this first door and then someone is casually welding another door on the mm, inside. There's it a seems. lot of big
1: metal doors in this place.
0: Yes. There's some edgy music, some very goth-looking yeah. clientele. I just wrote
1: goths, exclamation point.
0: Yes. Uh, and Ford talks to a man in a cape and he says, oh, it went well. And uh, this guy asks uh, when something is happening. Ford says, soon and uh the guy is uh trusting ford and he says oh i'm out on a limb for you here and we learn his name is diego not marvin well
1: his name is marvin but he goes by diego
0: yes <laughs> and uh then a woman comes and brings ford a goblet
1: and she's not a fire
0: what not a oh fire. not a goblet of fire that is correct Uh, And he's just like, oh, make sure you're ready when I say so, Diego. Uh, True believers only. So we see (laughs) that Diego's not in on this plan. And uh, then Ford says, oh, two things any American teen should have a chance to do. Die young
1: and stay pretty. Oh, I wrote, Ford tells them everything's going to be fine. I wrote that was a lie. Yes, I... uh, That I wrote that as well. So like counter
0: number nine, he says to Diego, everything's going to be fine. And uh, there's this vampire movie playing.
1: What is it? Is it Dracula or something else? It is Dracula from 1974 starring Jack Palance. Mm -hmm. And he is
0: like repeat. He's saying these words verbatim and like in the exact cadence that the actor is saying it as we cut out of the scene, Mm -hmm. which is very creepy.
1: So he's really in, yeah being in the movies is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, uh, that's the way he does it. Yeah, he's it's it's a thing it's setting up that he's this big like movie buff yes. nerd thing. Uh-huh.
0: Specifically vampires. Uh, so we cut to willow in her room she's brushing her hair she's in this really long shirt she has a private entrance to her room with french doors yeah it's like this balcony thing it's very neat it's just on the ground but oh i thought her room was upstairs oops Mm -mm. so angel comes to this door that just goes into her room Mm -hmm. and she she invites him in he's like oh i can't come in until you invite me and she's like oh
1: well, I invite you. You're invited. <laughs>
0: something is very funny.
1: I <laughs> like when she turns around and she sees her underwear on the bed and she's like. <gasps> and yeah, it's she a bra and she like and swipes she, like, it off. To, but she doesn't. She just moves it over. She doesn't actually <laughs> yes, take it off. She just swipes bed. it to
0: the left. It's very funny. She's like, oh, I'm not supposed to have boys in my room. <laughs>
1: and he asks her to check the net for something. She's like, I'm so the net girl.
0: Oh, and before that, she's like, oh, what do you need help with? Homework? Oh, no, you're old and you already know (laughs) stuff. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. And when he tells her that he wants her to check on Billy Fordham, she's like, can I tell you something and you won't bite me? Uh, And he's like, you think I'm jealous? And she says, you do sometimes get that way because he was jealous of Xander before. Mm -hmm. And he says his gut, he knows people in his gut is telling him this is a wrong guy. And uh, Willow's like, well, if there isn't anything weird, hey, that's weird. (laughs) Right.
1: It was so funny how fast. Yes. Um, Interesting that Angel's uh, gut works, but not his lungs.
0: (laughs) Yes, very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, apparently Ford is not in the school's records. Normally they would send grades over and stuff. And then Willow's mom calls up and she's like, Angel, you have to get out. Come back tomorrow. We'll work on this. And he's like, okay, don't tell Buffy. Uh, I wrote down a quote from the scene Uh, (laughs) she tells him how he gets jealous sometimes Mm -hmm. and he says you know I never used to things used to be pretty simple a hundred years just hanging out feeling guilty really honed my brooding skills (laughs) which I thought was very funny funny. I also loved Willow's giant fuzzy slippers oh yeah and lie counter number 10 she tells her mom she's just going to Mm -hmm.
1: bed I like how she gets her mom calls her and she's like, Ach, you got to get out of here." <laughs>
0: yes. Very funny. Uh we cut to school, Buffy is walking in with Ford and she sees Willow. She asks Willow if she wants to like hang out or something and Willow's like, "No, uh, I I I am going to do work in the computer lab on schoolwork, so I cannot hang just now." Right. <laughs> Very funny, which <laughs> is like counter number 11. Uh-huh. And uh, Buffy can tell something's weird because Willow's being really bad at lying right now. Because Willow's oh. <laughs> such a little goody two shoes, and it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when she was uh, so offended that Buffy lied to Giles? <laughs> right. Uh, he and lied to Giles. Uh, also, Buffy's like, "Did you drink coffee again, Willow?" And Willow just plays along. And she's like, "Yeah," and she leaves. And that's lie counter number twelve. Because Willow. Of pre- yes, Willow pretends that she's been drinking coffee. And uh, she leaves, and Ford says, Nice girl. And uh, Buffy says, There aren't two of those in the world. And I G- took a note. G- yeah, I took a note here. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. He doesn't <laughs> know about the parent trap episode. Really well. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. That's not real. <laughs> uh, and then Giles comes up to Buffy. He says that Jenny has given him her. Uh, The number to her beeper thingy (laughs) in case Buffy needs help with school stuff, which is lie counter number 13 because he's lying because Ford's there. He doesn't know that Ford knows that Buffy's a slayer. Mm -hmm. But Buffy takes him off to the side. She explains everything and she tells Giles, go experience this thing called fun.
1: And doesn't he say something to her like, you're not uh, telling people your secret identity to get dates, right?
0: Yes, he's like, oh,
1: d- you didn't do this to just to impress a guy. <laughs>
0: and she tells him he, all had al- he already knew it.
1: All right, and then they have a grand tour of the town. Yes. And he's like, well, it was. And she's like, feel free to say dull. I liked that one. That was yes, very funny. It made me think about how I felt about my hometown.
0: Uh So, in just a few hours, she's shown him everything there is to be seen in Sunnydale.
1: Walking, even. Exactly. And uh, they see the people running, and he's like, is that more vampires? And
0: I noted here that you see... First of all, this building looks much fancier than every anything we've seen of Sunnydale High so far. It's like mm. got these giant glass windows and on the inside on the wall you can see like this this giant like, I don't know, mural or something that says California Distinguished School. Mm. Which you know doesn't seem realistic for Sunnydale <laughs> if I'm being honest. Right. <laughs> Very funny. It must just be the school that they were filming at just had that on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and so he says, Are the, is that vampires? And she says, must be the weather. Very funny. She gives him a cross and he pulls out a stake that he brought with him, mm-hmm. which is, I, was funny to me. And she kind of gives him a look like, eh? <laughs> Yes. She has her own stake. And so they go up and two vampires attack. Uh, Buffy uh, starts fighting one of them and Ford gets one of them on the ground. Which I feel like he shouldn't be able to do. Like vampires are stronger than that. They're selectively strong. Yeah, exactly. Just like Buffy. So he has mm-hmm. this one pinned on the ground and he's about to stake her. It's the blonde, like fabulous one I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. She
1: has some really long fingernails. Yeah,
0: who we think might be Buffy's stunt double. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he's like, hey, I will kill you right now unless you uh, give me some information. And so we see Buffy dust the other vampire. She comes back, and he lies. He says that he killed this vampire. Mm -hmm. He coughs. He's like, she turned to dust. (laughs) It was amazing. So we have lie counter number 14. He didn't actually kill this vampire.
1: And then Willow, Angel, and Xander are going to the Sunset Club. Willow. It's really weird that he would have enough of an internet presence in 1997 Uh to be able to find this but yeah anyway, I don't understand how Willow would we're find this we just gonna address. suspend the disbelief for right now yeah it's fine <laughs> and so they go in and then Angel tells the guy at the door that they're friends of Ford which is line number 15 oh, yeah but
0: really quick before that uh, Angel says something about oh this is this is incriminating and Xander says I'm gonna go with dead boy and Angel <laughs> yeah, says like, could you, you not call, not call me, me that, that. Yes, <laughs> I love it that was funny yeah them saying they're friends of Ford's is line number 15 uh, they get in, and Will is like, we blend right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Angel is like, you guys go check downstairs, I'll stay up here. Xander says, sure thing, bossy the cow. <laughs> that was <laughs> so really funny.
1: funny. And then, I can't remember who says it first, but one of them says something about sticking out like a sore thumb. As Xander, he's like, and we're
0: totally not sticking out like sore thumbs. And then
1: she's like, okay, but do they really stick out? And he's like, what? And she says, sore thumbs. Do they stick out? I mean... Have you ever seen a thumb and gone, Wow, that baby is sore? <laughs> yes. And then he says, funny. You have too many thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I loved and it. And I think it it may have happened before this, but I feel like this is one of the moments where I like really fell in love with Willow. Uh huh. Because this is exactly something that I would do. Yes, would exactly. Like, but why do they say it sticks out like a sword? Uh huh. Like I love it. Something like that is some is a thing I would bring up in conversation. Uh-huh.
0: They pass a man who's like standing up inside of a coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny looking, <laughs> and he just he says hi.
1: <laughs> it made me think about the this haunted house place uh, that you can go to. Oh yeah, not far from here. Uh, where yeah, it's just corny kind of thing that you can uh-huh. do a little photo op in a coffin.
0: Right. And Willow says, noticing a theme. <laughs> Wait, one of them says, Notice- noticing a theme. And the mm-hmm. other one says, vampires, mm-hmm. yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the girl we saw from earlier with Ford greets them. Her name is Chanterelle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they find out that they these people call the vampires the lonely ones. And they revere them uh chanterelle doesn't think vampires are interested in harming anyone hold
1: on you skipped a lie
0: oh what was it uh
1: so she's like i can tell you guys are newbies and Willow's oh like, yeah oh no we come here all the time
0: yes that's lie counter number 16 uh-huh. uh chanterelle says they're creatures a above us and angel's down here by this point and he calls her a
1: fool oh i liked how when she called him the lonely ones and xander was like we usually call them the nasty pointy bitey ones yes oh yeah Zan- funny. Uh, angel is fucking terrible at undercover he's
0: awful and i mean it matches with what we know of angel because he doesn't stick around people very long
1: <laughs> yeah he doesn't know how to talk to people he's like mm-hmm. you're a dumbass exactly and, then, and she's like oh well, i don't want to talk and to she's you like anyone. oh
0: you should consider viewpoints other than your own
1: yeah like, actually i mean okay chantrell is incorrect in about like mm-hmm. vampires um has some questionable things about like how she feels about people's consent to things but she seems really nice but like yeah she like and like she makes her like that like you didn't have to be so confrontational yeah you're like being like, kind of like, mean <laughs> you know, she's like very she's a, a good at conversation person so maybe chantrell has a future
0: perhaps uh so chanterelle leaves and xander's like you really are a people person <laughs> and will is like no no one's gonna want to talk to us so funny yes. i loved
1: it when he said that
0: and angel's like i've seen enough no, i he says, know
1: these people don't know anything at all about vampires yes what they are how they live how they dress, and, and a guy
0: passes d- by him dressed exactly like <laughs> him, with this like jacket and this it like blood bread so shirt. So funny! <laughs> I loved it. So And the way so there's much. like
1: a they all he walks past and like they kind of have a like eye contact. <laughs> yes. And then Angel just kind of looks at, at them and they're kind of looking at him for him. the the way they did it, like the timing of mm-hmm. that scene was so funny. I
0: loved it. And so they they start to leave. Xander's like, "Why is Ford hanging out here?" And Diego hears them.
1: Yeah. And uh, then we go uh, <laughs> to the library where they're coming back from what we find out is monster trucks.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> I love when so, when Buffy finds out, too. She's like, you took him to monster trucks? Yes.
0: So <laughs> Buffy's like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like this is important. And uh, Giles is like, no, you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And Jenny's like, oh, you could have just tell- told me if you hated it. Giles is pretending he liked the monster trucks, which is lie counter number 17 mm-hmm so uh buffy says that she sent ford home she needs to talk about these vampires that were here tonight and uh she says that ford killed a vampire mm-hmm. uh she also sees a pick of uh, a pic <laughs> a picture of pickled Dris- peppers yes a picture of drusilla in a book that's open on the table and giles tells her about uh, Drusilla, who is Spike's paramour, and he says that she was killed by an angry mob in Prague. Mm. Which
1: he th- says, they don't make angry mobs like they used to. Yes,
0: very funny. We heard about this angry mob in mm-hmm. Prague in Schoolhard when we first met Spike and Drusilla. So, I something... to idiot mob. Yes, exactly. Something went on there that did not kill Drusilla, but Severely made her weak. weakened her, yes. Yeah, so that was interesting to me. So, a nice little callback there. And Buffy mentions that she saw Drusilla with Angel. And Jenny says, isn't he supposed to be a good guy? Let's read up on this girl. And uh, they then see that the vampire, the fabulous blonde vampire from earlier is there.
1: Technically, there was a lie there, but I can't tell you (gasps) what it was.
0: Oh. Okay. All right. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Please don't tell me until... try to remember it's
1: actually like kind of really it's really kind of a reach but okay not not that far away
0: we'll see uh so the fabulous blonde vampire from earlier is there she has stolen a book and Mm -hmm. she just leaves (laughs) jazz is like it took
1: one of my books (laughs) yes very funny
0: and jenny says well at least someone in this school is reading (laughs) (laughs) and buffy's like
1: ford said he killed her so she's like oh ford lied yeah and then uh the next scene we transition to i call drusilla's dead ass bird yes she's uh
0: she's trying to get this bird to sing a song for her
1: while spike is being very jealous about angel and drusilla
0: yeah so spike comes in he's learned that drusilla went on a hunt the other night and he's angry about it and she's like i was hungry and you were out and he's like, oh, did you meet anyone? Like, Angel, what did you talk about? Old times, childhood pranks? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's like, oh, it's kind of weird since he's the enemy, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me. Like, it seems like Drusilla went out maybe specifically to possibly see Angel. Could be, could be not. What maybe. To say? I'm not sure. And he's like, the bird's dead. You left it in, ca- in a cage, didn't feed it, and now it's dead, just like the last one. So this has happened a lot. Mm-hmm. And then she's, she does this, like, she's like, Ooh. she like recoils a little bit. Mm-hmm. It makes her really sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Ford comes in after Spike offers Drusilla a new bird. He just walks up in the lair. And Spike's like, like, don't we have any security here? I couldn't tell if these the vampires behind Ford like let him in there and like delivered him or I'm if he just made his way yes. in. Yeah, because Spike says
1: something about, oh, did we fi- finally si- find a place that would deliver? I like how he's like, Ford's like, I know who you are. And he's like, Spike's like, yeah, I know who I am too. So <laughs> <Yes>. what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very funny.
1: Uh, and uh, so the blonde vampire brings
0: Spike this book uh, which is apparently going to be very useful. Yeah, it
1: will be. Oh, all right. That specific book.
0: God, there's so much I don't know about this season. Mm. And uh, Ford's like, I have an offer for you. Uh, sorry. And uh, this is where he's doing the thing where he's like, "Oh, you have to tell me. I have." 30 seconds to live or something like that. Yeah, and Spike's
1: Ford thinks he lives in a movie.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Spike's like, I don't want to do that and he just grabs his ear. He doesn't know that he lives in a TV show.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like how he grabs the his ear or whatever and
0: and then Ford's like, please, and Spike's like, okay, you have 30 n- seconds no, to convince me not to kill Drusilla you.
1: Drusilla convinced He was fully about to kill you. Oh yeah, because Spike asked, Drusilla's can I kill him? like, don't. And she's, Drusilla t- shakes about her about to and she's, well, first she's like Don't do it. Trust me. Mm -hmm. And then he listens to him and he's like annoying and whatever. Yeah. And so Spike agrees to uh, turn Ford into a
0: vampire if uh, Ford gives Spike the Slayer. And then we cut to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then we see, we cut to Buffy. She's like sadly stirring some tea in her (laughs) kitchen. (laughs) It looks so funny. Uh And Angel shows up the door. He asks if he can come in. And she's like, oh, I thought you could just come in once you'd been invited. And he's he's
1: like, I can. I'm just being polite. Yes,
0: which is nice. I like that. Sure. And uh, Angel's like, we need to talk about Ford. He's Mm -hmm. not what he seems, which Buffy has figured out by now. And she says, oh, Willow and Xander are in on this? Because he mentioned them. And she's like, I, she asks who Drusilla is. She says she's tired of Angel's lies. And he says, sometimes the truth is worse mm-hmm. than lies. She says she can take it. And that's when he says, do you love me? And she's like, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> but eventually she concedes and she says, I love you. I don't know if I trust you. And he says, maybe you shouldn't. And then she says, "Maybe I should decide." I try not to write down mm. too much dialogue, but it's just so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where he mentions what he did to D- to Drusilla before he turned her. Uh, he mm-hmm. says he did a lot of bad things, but she was the worst. He was an obsession... She was an obsession of
1: his. So he basically made her insane. Mm -hmm. And then he made her a vampire right after she took her nun vows. Yes. And then, yeah. He
0: killed all of her family. He says she was pure
1: and sweet and chaste, which Uh is why he uh, did this to her. And he... He said uh, she went to a convent, and I was like, the convent of the sacred heart.
0: <laughs> yes. And so he turned her into a demon the day she took her holy orders. Who's Drusilla? Sorry. Okay, <laughs> yes. And Buffy says, well, I asked for the truth. And then Angel tells her about these vampire worshipers, and uh he doesn't know what Ford wants from Buffy but he knows that Buffy can't trust Ford
1: okay did you notice that they go to an exterior shot of the house for the last little bit of the scene i did not they're like outside the house through a window through a like like a lace curtain interesting and i was like why did they do hmm. this i was, it was just i'm sure there's like a there's profound be a thematic reason, reason. Mm-hmm at first I was like, is Ford like listening at the window and like, but it's <laughs> cut out because I was watching the prime yeah. version. That's like pan and scan. But uh, no, cause I watched it again and mm-hmm. it, there's nothing else there. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. Very interesting.
0: It's also interesting to me how they, they keep flip flopping between angel and Buffy, like having nice moments and having tense moments. Cause it started out tense with when she was bad and then in uh some assembly required they ended the episode on a really sweet note mm-hmm. and then in reptile boy it swung back the other way
1: she's like you won't even get coffee with me and then in halloween well, they had a nice moment i think in this one it's like his most reasonable uh-huh off puttingness. Like, i agree because he he's not wanting to tell her the mm-hmm. things that which it's really interesting how the show kind of delineates what he did versus what Angelus did or Vampire yeah. Angel did, because a lot of times like they they state straight up like the vampire is not you, uh-huh. but then they also like assign blame to him for all the stuff he did. Yeah, as it's a very interesting. An- soul. Angel talks as if
0: it was him who mm-hmm. did this, but you know because we- he
1: remembers it all. Uh huh. But it wasn't, like, he wasn't doing it. Exactly. Which is really interesting, like, it's really philosophical Mm -hmm. uh, questions about agency and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's, anyway. Yeah,
0: and I just, like, it's interesting to me that we keep flip-flopping between these, like, nice, sweet moments and these rough patches. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, like, one-to-one.
1: It's, like, exactly, like, one and then the other. Yeah, and, yeah. So... Now we go back to Buffy and Ford at school. There's
0: some really suspenseful music, and the directing here is really neat. There's like a bunch of spinning.
1: Yeah, the camera's like constantly moving, and yeah.
0: And he asks her to go out again tonight, and she sort of plays along, and he says, "Uh, "Oh, right, we'll meet here at 9. It's going to be fun. I wrote lie counter 18 here. He does not expect to meet her here at 9. Because he already expects that she knows uh, what's going to happen. Because he says later that he thought he was going to come over to the club.
1: Damn, you're getting like real fucking meta with these lines. So that's like counter
0: 18. Yeah. So uh, Buffy then uh, inside school meets Willow and Xander on the stairs. Uh, she's just going to walk right past them. But Willow stops her. And Buffy says that angel told her everything and uh willow says he was really concerned but we didn't want to say anything just in case we were wrong but buffy's just upset about this and she leaves and she says she'll find out what's going on (laughs) i love xander says uh, willow mentions that angel came to her bedroom and xander says angel was in your bedroom (sighs) and willow says ours is a forbidden love
1: i really like (laughs) how sarah michelle Geller played this scene too how she's like you can really feel like she's kind of feels upset and a little bit like, betrayed by yeah, them exactly. because they went behind her back mm-hmm. and tried to like figure this thing out, which I understand being upset about it. But then also it's not the kind of thing you can confront somebody with either. Yeah, you can't exactly. Do, you can't go up to them with like no information and be like, mm-hmm. I think your boyfriend's a creep. Yeah, right. Like, then they're going to be like, well, why do you think that? Well, I'm not sure yet. I'm like, oh, well, then fuck you.
0: Yeah, it's just like, and, and it just plays into like a bigger theme of this episode is, which is just like, you know, things are really complicated, and like mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we have to do these
1: things to, we want to protect the people we love. Yeah, I mean, I would rather somebody like have something to back up what they were going to tell me. Yeah, exactly. Than just be like, I have a gut feeling that your boyfriend's a douche. You know, like. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the Sunset Club. Chanterelle is asking if everything is ready. And Ford says that tonight is the time. Chanterelle is really ready for the change. And she's like, oh, do you think they'll really bless us? And Ford says, I know, which is lie counter number 19. Hmm. Uh, Diego then mentions uh, Ford's quote unquote friends. Ford is uh, annoyed about this and uh, <laughs> they're just—they're still like, oh, is mm-hmm. everything gonna be lo- all right? Are they still gonna bless us? Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm gonna cut back. I don't know why I said the Diego friends thing. I—I I think I wrote in my notes like, I mean, the he same brings thing up twice. The friends, and then he's the like, friends are the
1: vampires. That no, the friends are Angel and Willow and Zane. Oh, okay, okay. So let let's go back.
0: Okay, so Diego mentions Angel's friends, referring to Willow and Ford's Xander. friends. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, not Angel. <laughs> not Angel, Ford. Angel, Willow, and Xander are Ford's quote-unquote friends. And Ford's like, what? And that's when Buffy comes in. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, oh, I just couldn't wait for tonight. I'm rash and impulsive. I guess it's a flaw. Maybe your flaw is being a lying
1: scumbag. All right. I did want to mention, too, when he was talking to them earlier and he they were like really worried about the plan, uh-huh. he did this thing where he was like rubbing his temples and taking a oh. pill. So like nice little foreshadowing about his brain tumors. Yeah. I did not notice that. Very good catch. I, it wasn't this very previous scene. It was the one before, I think.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, He says everybody lies, and uh, she's trying to figure out what this is all about. He he wants to be a vampire, he says. And she's like, well, they're kind of picky about who they change. And uh, she ends up figuring out that he's going to trade her for becoming a
1: vampire. We had mentioned it earlier, but Giles said, (laughs) or uh, not Giles, shit. Spike said earlier that he was like, I've only known you for two minutes and I can't stand you. I don't feature (laughs) you living forever.
0: Uh Exactly. That was very funny. Uh, So Buffy grabs him by the neck here and he's, she's like, you had to know I figured it out i'd figure it out and he says i was counting on it it's already happening and that's when diego closes this door Mm -hmm. and when buffy tries to leave she can't and ford says once it's closed it can only be opened from the outside they'll be here after sunset and everyone in there is excited
1: and chanterelle's like we're going to
0: ascend to a new level of consciousness
1: I had the question like, so what do the other people think that Buffy's role is in this? Like, yeah. do they think the vampires are gonna kill Buffy? I think they probably think that Buffy is also going to be turned, but she clearly doesn't want to be. Yeah, and, and I don't so think it's they like, care. yeah, I know that's like really fucked up. Like, uh, right, exactly. They're like, oh well, well, this person has to have their whatever their will violated, but we're fine with it. You know, we
0: also get to be vampires. Um, It's kind of like they're missionaries.
1: No, yeah, no, it's very culty behavior Mm -hmm. the whole time. Well, just like, just in general, like people who believe that you can only
0: have a happy ending if you ascribe to their religion. Mm -hmm. And they try to bring you into that fold, like whether you want to or
1: not. Well, and then the same thing if she tries to talk sense to them. Mm -hmm. And then they're like... That one Diego's like she's an unbeliever. She taints us. Yeah, so and it's like that's cult shit. Like where they're like, someone's like, okay, so like maybe you shouldn't be in the cult where you cut your dick off and then right. shove it up your own ass and exactly. dump around for four days and give them all your money because that's not good. And they're like, no, uh-huh. I have to. And it's right. like they're a re- they're a reasonable person. But they've been brainwashed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, our lie counters 19 and 20 are
0: uh, Ford saying he knows that they're going to bless them. Mm -hmm. And 20 is, he says they're not. Yes. He says they're not going to let us down and it's going to be fine. So. uh, I think
1: that's kind of part of the same lie, but I guess I'll count it as two. I count it as two.
0: It's two two separate occasions. Whatever. And uh, so. And Buffy's like, there has to be another way out, and Ford's like, this is a bomb shelter, and she tries to get him to let the other others go, but they want to be here. And Chanterelle's like, why are you fighting this? It's a beautiful day, can't you see that? And Buffy can like tell already that the vampires are just going to come here and eat them, mm-hmm. and uh, Buffy's trying to insist that she's going, she's trying to save them. And that's when she insults Diego's outfit.
1: <laughs> so, and my God, could you have a dorkier outfit? Yeah. She's
0: going on this tirade. And then she makes that comment at the end of it. It's very funny. I mean, she's got kind of a point. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: It's kind of giving like Phantom of the Opera, but like somehow gayer.
0: Yes. Uh, uh-huh. he has this like blue cape on and then, uh, the Ford's there's an alarm on Ford's watch or something. It goes off and he's like, it's sunset. Uh, so we see spike and the vampires preparing, Drassil is like I need a treat, and Spike's like, Lucius, bring the car around. <laughs> that's that's my Giles voice, not my Spike voice. <laughs> uh, we cut to Buffy hey, so the cat, right, still trying to leave. Uh, and Ford is insisting that he and Buffy are alike; they don't lay back and take it. And uh, she resists that. Uh, she knows that the others aren't going to be changed. They're kind of talking to each other now at this point. Just solely each other.
1: There's a lot of interesting lighting things they do with the faces. Yeah. Because Buffy's face is like really well lit and in mm-hmm. the light. And then Ford's is kind of like in the shadows from the stairs. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah.
0: and this sweet. is where we get this big personal conversation between Buffy and Ford. Uh, she's saying he only cares about himself... Uh, and he, that is pretty much how it is. He wants to be immortal. He doesn't care what mm-hmm. happens to these other people. And uh, he she's like, when you're turned into a vampire, it's not you anymore.
1: You're mm-hmm. gone. And a demon is like puppeting your body. And he's like, I'd rather do that than die of cancer. It, he,
0: well, he says it's better than nothing. And she says, and your life is nothing. And that's what prompts him because he's like, oh, I don't deserve to die uh, you you say these people
1: don't don't deserve to die. I don't deserve to die. So like, there has to be less like massively destructive ways. Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm not advocating for suicide here. But like, also, if you are fatally ill, mm-hmm. there is assisted. And I guess like, so. Like, do that instead of
0: killing a whole bunch of people. And why does he have to bring them into it? Like, he didn't say anything about. Giving them, giving well, all these vampires. He needed an Diego meal.
1: to get the lease on the building. Mm, I guess that makes to be sense. able to trap Buffy because he knew that's he couldn't so trap fucked Buffy. up. But yeah, it's very like it just reminds me a lot of like the my Fa- I've been listening to a lot of my favorite murder lately, uh-huh. and it really reminds me of how they're like, if you're gonna do something in like this go out in a blaze of glory thing, like just just do it to yourself, right. Also, yeah, don't, don't bring do all it. these
0: other people down with you.
1: Like, don't don't do. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't do suicide, you know. Uh, and so,
0: sorry. Mm. So he's talking about how he has brain cancer, which, you know, brings me back to the puppet show. I can't remember. Is it Morgan? Is Morgan his yeah, name? Yeah, Morgan. Morgan had brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting They're they're using that as a plot device again. Uh, so he's he says he doesn't want to go out bald and shriveled and smelly and that he only has six months left. And he's, he says to Buffy, did I screw up your righteous anger riff? Mm -hmm. And uh, she ends up apologizing, but she says, you're still wrong. Mm -hmm. And he's pushing back against her still. He says, these people are sheep. How rude.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: he says, they want to be vampires because they're lonely or miserable or bored. And he says, he doesn't have a choice. And she says, he does. It's not a good choice, but he does have a choice. And right now he's choosing to commit mass murder
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, she asks if this is how he imagined it and tells him that he she does feel sorry for him but that she'll kill him herself if those vampires come in here and start feeding Mm -hmm. he's like oh i really did miss you summers and that's when the car with the vampires comes and she says please help me stop this and he just doesn't say anything Uh, So she goes to plead with all the others to, uh, like, get on her side. And he just kicks her down the fucking stairs and then he slaps her. He hits her with a crowbar. Oh, (laughs) I didn't see the crowbar. Oops. Mm -hmm. I thought he just fucking slapped her. God. And that's when Shontorell goes up the stairs and uh, when Spike comes in with Drusilla and uh they spike of course immediately start feeding exactly spike says take them all save the slayer for it's me it's really
1: funny how like sometimes people die instantaneously or like within two seconds of getting a vampire yeah bite, exactly and then other times they can like be just sucking on them for like minutes at a time and then they're like oh i'll stop and they're fine
0: yes because several people including chanterelle mm-hmm. are bitten in this scene and vampires are feeding on them for several
1: seconds and uh they all end up going out alive and Buffy jumps up and she sees Drusilla's kind of unguarded and jumps up and yes she holds her this. hostage with a stake and I just wanted to just, just comment like it looks so silly the mm-hmm. way she jumps up to the second on that floor. really weird swirly chair thing yes that thing was very strange
0: and that's after she fucking knocks Ford into a pillar and yeah. knocks him
1: out and she has those, uh, like, white go-go boots or something. I don't know if they're go-go boots or ankle boots. But she's got these really something bright like white boots on, yeah. which I thought were funny, too. So she, she grabs she Drusilla. There, she holds her hostage.
0: And she says, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, let everybody her... out or your girlfriend fits in an ashtray. And so Spike lets everybody go. and Which then they... kind of, you know, I, I was kind of surprised by that, like uh it's spike really cares about drusilla and like oh, we yeah. well, know about huge, that
1: that's a huge through line thing with their relationship that like uh-huh they met ma- like they're a big deal to each other yeah
0: and we already knew we we could already kind of tell that he cares about drusilla but like Which this is a in is, a big way well
1: and it's pretty different for a vampire yeah to exactly care about something mm-hmm. even if it's like you know someone they're in a vampire relationship with
0: yeah so uh he lets everyone out she brings drusilla over to the top of the stairs and, and then she pushes her uh-huh. onto spike and she locks them all in there mm-hmm.
1: and then she tells everybody <laughs> outside
0: uh spike is like oh. he tries to get out and he says where's the doorknob
1: <laughs> yeah and then yeah and then uh she's like we'll come back in the morning and they're like for what and they're like for the body
0: yeah she's talking to angel xander and willow who just gotten here
1: and then ford wakes up and he's like well you let her get away it's not my fault give me my vampirism and they're like all right and spike's like
0: yeah i guess and then then we fade
1: out uh and then the next day she comes and finds the body and then they're burying them yeah. Day and well i feel like he's already been buried a while yeah well, buffy much has like,
0: come to leave flowers at ford's grave she's wearing yet again a
1: gigantic plastic ring <laughs> i
0: didn't notice that so we see buffy at ford's grave she's laying fla- flowers down giles asks if she wants to say anything but she doesn't really have anything to say she says it would be simpler if she could just hate him i th- yeah that she thinks he wanted her to and she comments that nothing's ever simple anymore. That she's trying, t- constantly trying to work it out: who to love or hate, who to trust. And she says it's just like the more she knows, the more confused she gets. And that's when Giles mm-hmm. says, "I believe that's called growing up." She
1: says, "I'd like to stop then." Or wait, sorry, I gotta say it again. She says, "I'd like to stop then." Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. He says, "I know the feeling." She asks him if it ever gets easy. And that's when Ford pops up out of the ground and she just stakes him mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, you know, which is uh, Buffy understands that vampires are not people. And she she do- is not fazed by this at all. And so after she stakes him, uh, he says, you mean life? Because she asked if it ever gets easy. And she says, yeah, does it get easy? And he asks what she wants him to say. And she says, lie to me. And I call dibs on this quote because I loved it so much mm-hmm. when I watched this. It's one of my favorite quotes from the show. I've seen it a bunch of times. And uh, it, it made me, it like choked me up when I watched the episode. He says, yes, it's terribly simple. The good guys are always stalwart and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their pointy horns or black hats And we always defeat them and save the day. Nobody ever dies, and everyone lives happily ever after. And we cut to credits, and Buffy says, liar. And that's our final lie of the episode, lie number 21.
1: What? Oh, you counted all of those as one? Yes. (laughs) Did you count them as
0: multiple? That's like six individual lies. 21 or 27. depending on whether you count his whole statement as a lie or (laughs) each individual. (laughs) So we end the episode at either 21 or 26, 27? 26. 26 lies, depending on whether you count each of those as one lie. That was really sweet. And it was like a really nice little package to sum up the episode. It choked me up when I watched it and Mm -hmm. I thought it
1: was really nice. Yeah, it was very... Uh, a touching moment yes very poignant Mm -hmm. i i really like it's just such a great analogy for like growing up
0: yeah exactly and that's like starting uh, i mean this whole season so far like a lot of it has been about growing up especially like this run of episodes starting with reptile boy Mm -hmm. like we've had buffy going to this party being all naive and halloween with them choosing this these like childish costumes And now there's this episode and it's more explicitly about growing up and it's just uh, really nice. It's starting to like, we're starting to see like what the grander theme of this season is going to be. Mm -hmm. So that's the episode, Zach. Do you want to memorialize Ford?
1: Yeah, let's do it. All right. (laughs) Everybody raise your glasses. Ford... Mm. You got a bad deal, man. You Mm -hmm. had the brain cancer. um, But it's kind of a lot like what Buffy said. It's not about the hand that you're dealt, but it's what you do choose to do with it. Mm -hmm. Which is really easy to say. I don't have brain cancer. Yeah, she didn't either. That I know of. Um, But, you know, you didn't have to choose. Oh, (laughs) God, that's dark. I hope you don't have brain cancer. Same. Nihilism. Anyway. (laughs) uh, But... Most people that have a terminal cancer don't choose to become mass murderers. You That's fucking true. asshole. Mm-hmm. So in that way, you suck, and you deserve what you got. Also, uh,
0: who wants to live on by
1: like literally being a de- an evil demon and killing people? Also, it's not even you. You are still dead. Yes, <laughs> it's the same. You had. There was no logic in what you were doing. Um, life isn't a movie. Anyway, you're dead. If life Resubbies. were a movie. You'd be the right guy,
0: and right. I'd be the best friend, and, and you'd fall in I love I also with.
1: just want to say that I acknowledge how ridiculous it is to tell a fictional TV character that life isn't a movie. Anyway, rest in peace. Welcome to this bitch. podcast. Clink! Clink.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, so as we move through this series, we'll give each episode a score from 1 to 10 stakes. Zach, how many stakes would you give this episode?
1: I gave this one, uh, I'm changing my score. I gave it a 7 out of 10 originally. I'm going to go ahead and go to 8, actually. Was, right. I think it did deserve a little bit more than 7. So I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Decent episode. Uh, a lot of really kind of deep themes that are investigated mm-hmm. in um, in a way that's not like super cringy. Yeah. Which I appreciate. So yeah, 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it an...
0: Uh, i'm kind of torn i'm gonna give it an 8.5 i almost want to give it a nine but i feel like hmm. the subject matter of this episode like the plot it could be stretched out into another episode or something and be a little bit more fleshed out like Which i feel part? just i feel like the tension with all the lying and Buffy being upset with Angel and her friends, like it deserved a little bit more drawing out, and like maybe the we could have a little bit more mystery with Ford. It all being contained into one, like, 45-minute episode was just a little... It was a little fast-paced for me with the themes of the episode. I feel like it could have been drawn out a little bit longer.
1: I guess. I think, conversely... Well, I mean, in, you know, laws of TV world, it's easier to kill somebody if you don't get attached to them. Right. But, I mean, that would have been more to the point and Mm -hmm. theme of the episode. If they had, like, left Ford in and he kind of became one of the Scoobies. Right. And then got killed. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I think the pacing is a little fast. Like maybe he could have been introduced an episode earlier or something like that. Like I've, I feel like it could have, we could have drawn it out just a little bit more to th- help hammer these themes. Home.
1: I think it would have been cool for Ford's story, but not for any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it would have been really annoying to yeah. like, watch multiple episodes of them lying to Buffy and her being like, are you lying to me? And then being like, no. Uh and i i just i would have been like oh my god yeah definitely that would have been annoying definitely
0: no more than two episodes of it for sure Uh,
1: but yeah i i see what you're saying about ford anyway let's move on
0: but yeah i i did really like the episode again i think it's like this
1: is another this is part of a string of really good episodes we have happening right now oh yeah very solid uh so kyle are you ready to tell us who your mvp is for this episode
0: i sure am my mvp for this episode is angel that's who i picked too gosh so much so much you so many you decisions i
1: kind of thought about buffy actually Uh because if you really look at it she does kind of solve everything on her own yeah but she like they tell her that ford is lying to uh-huh. her but she had already figured that out on her own but uh she wouldn't have known where the sunset club was though i guess but she would have figured out that ford was lying and and yeah. probably mm-hmm. asked willow to look into him and then got there yeah. on her own uh so i think it's a there is a strong argument for buffy but in terms of like not making it always buffy which is mm-hmm. not really fair and uh, when but it- also just I, I think Angel did a lot of the leg work.
0: Yeah, I agree. And when Buffy does explicitly ask Angel, hey, I saw you with this girl, what's going on? He tells her the truth. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, I think it belongs with Angel. Sure, we're giving it to Angel.
1: And, yeah. Yeah, let's move on to a brief queer analysis of the episode. Zach, so brief, so queer, so analytical. <laughs> All right so in this episode the character ford uses lies to try to escape the reality of his tragic fate he lies to the people in his life and he lies to himself he also heavily indulges in escapism through film another way of tricking your brain into believing everything is fine Mm. some queer people use lies in a similar way to insulate themselves from harm we use the concept of being in the closet for example to adopt a false persona and protect ourselves from having to deal with how we'd be perceived uh lgbt individuals may be hiding from the emotional trauma of trusting friends and family to maintain healthy relationships after coming out or from actual physical danger to their person queer people have had to utilize deceit as kind of a self-defense for such a long time and it's so annoying. <laughs> uh, some have to lie to survive. Some have to lie to feel comfortable or safe. Some have to lie to gain power. Uh-huh. Some have to lie to become senators. Well, clearly fucking their cousin. Um anyway. <laughs> uh <laughs> For some, the lie is toxic. Very topical. And be- thank you. It'll put this in a time and place. Yes. Uh, for some, the lie is toxic, and it eventually begins to eat away at their mental health. Uh, and I'm not here to tell anybody whether or not uh, the lie, quote unquote, is right for them. Uh, that's not my place. I just know that when I stopped lying to everybody about who I was, I felt a really tremendous sense of relief and freedom. But I've said it before in the podcast, and I will say it again. That is my privilege. Mm-hmm. I uh, was privileged to, I mean, come out gay as a white cis male, so I didn't have near the obstacles that other people in the queer community have, or the LB, LG, ooh, too many drinks, L G B T community have. Um, but my hope is that as more people, queer individuals, are able to be visible and make their true selves or be their true selves publicly. Uh, maybe we'll make it to a time where nobody has to lie about who they really are. Yes. And that would be fucking sweet if we could just make that happen. Cool. Fucking Bye. Fucking sweet. Yes. Thank you, Zach. PS vote. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> PS vote. Yes. Uh, yeah. Please vote <laughs> if you are in America and don't vote for republicans yes (laughs) also if you're a republican (laughs) stop voting republican and if you're going to continue to vote republican stop fucking listening to this podcast right get the bank out of here yes all right (laughs) i didn't think that was going to be political but it became political. It happened (laughs) imagine that's like talking to me (laughs) right all right here we go so it's your turn to say something Uh uh-huh what am i gonna say zach so we've talked about the queer themes. It's time for the gayest moment. Kyle, what is the gayest moment of the episode? toi. as per usual, I'd like you to guess first. All right. I'm going to guess. Oh, we uh. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I will be saying. If you don't have a guess, that's OK. Oh, well, I'm thinking Diego. Uh, having a chosen name that is ignored by asshole friends. Uh, Do they not call him Diego? Well, the one guy calls him Marvin. Ford calls him Marvin.
0: But then he's like, it's He does change
1: it to Diego later.
0: I don't know. Does Ford even say his name after that? I don't know. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe not. I'm going to say Ford quoting Dracula verbatim. (laughs) (laughs) As the movie is playing. Uh, That is very gay to me. Also, as he has tons of product in his hair with a shiny earring. Yes. That's the gayest moment to me. You know, it was tough for me to pull that out of there because this is a very thematic and straight episode, if I'm being honest. It's all about uh, Buffy's relationship with two men, so...
1: yeah
0: all right zach do you want to tell everyone where they can find us
1: yeah now we've wrapped up lie to me thank you so much for listening if you liked what you heard please be sure to follow us on spotify apple or wherever you podcast support us by leaving a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts you can also follow us on instagram and twitter and tiktok at yes. Buffy Gaze Pod. Yeah. Reach out to us through email
0: if you want as well at buffygaze@gmail.com at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash buffygays. Please share us with your friends if you have friends who like Buffy or TV or are gay.
1: Right. Also remember uh, we double recorded, so we will not read reviews this week, but we will continue to read reviews aloud yeah, on the pod as they come in. So it would be
0: great if you would leave us a rating with a written review on we did, iTunes. We did read one
1: on Halloween. We did. It was very nice. Yes,
0: very nice. And uh, you could also if you could also just DM us if you have any thoughts you want us mm-hmm. to talk about for any episodes you can DM us those as well. Yes. So this has been the seventh episode of season two of Buffy Gays. Join us next week and we'll be talking about the Dark Age. Till next time, I'm Kyle and I'm Zach and we are your Buffy, Buffy Gays. Happy slaying. <laughs>